Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I'm just coming today. I know it's Monday, everyone. I know it's an early release, Um, but if 2020 taught us anything, it was that there's no rules. So I wanted to just have an episode with me. It'll be a sort of quick one. I just wanted to give some updates, wish everyone a happy new year, share some things that are going on in my life, what what hopes and dreams I have for the show. And um, yeah, that was really the whole intention of this. So um, I did ask folks for a couple of questions, so I'll be sure to pull those up a little later on. And to begin, I just wanted to thank every one of you for listening to this show, for sharing the show, for finding hope and joy and struggle and change and an ability to fight through this show um, to all my guests who have been on this past year. Um, for those of you who don't know, my show just had its one year anniversary or its first birthday back in October and over on the Tea with Brie Instagram, which I'll link in the show notes. I was able to do a sort of catch up with a couple of our guests. And so that's there. And we just kind of chatted about life and current events and what's been going on. Um, One of the hopes I have for this show is for it to grow. And by grow, I mean, get some guests who I don't know, people who are complete strangers, which a couple of folks who have already come on were folks I met through other things. And our recording was our first episode or our first conversation. Um, There's a couple more folks coming on in this year too, um, who I haven't met. And we've just kind of got connected because of the show. Um, But I want this show to reach as far as possible. I want people who I haven't sent the show to or who have listeners haven't sent the show to, um, to kind of find out and hear about it. I would love for it to turn into a sort of lucrative project. Um, For those of you who don't know how much it costs to run a podcast, um, I am not making any money from this show. This is just something that really brings me joy and a thing I have found such safety and comfort in creating and I've seen the value in it and I have loved the show and the platform it's been able to give not only myself but folks who have come on and people who also get to listen in. Um, Oprah has kind of been my North Star for a lot of my career and who I want to be and how I want to grow. Um, So I'm hoping that this show can sort of turn into a talk show maybe one day, a TV show. That would be really cool. Um, I also want to start my own 
podcast network. Um, there's a lot of shows that I think that a lot of my friends run that I think would be a really great addition to the podcast network if and when it starts. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of hopes and dreams I have with this show and I hope that they're able to come true. And so, you know, from trying to starting to find ways to make it lucrative, either through ads or I don't know how else to make a podcast <laughs> lucrative, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, and I'm also hoping to be able to hire an editor. Um, I've been recording a lot of episodes in bulk, um, which is why I put the date in every single episode so y'all know when it was recorded. Um, but yeah, there's episodes that I have recorded that are from last year that either I am just getting to editing or I took a break or, you know, I've just had so many episodes that I've recorded that I have content and episodes sort of just saved. And so, yeah, I would love to be able to hire an editor who can come in and continue to help me with that. Um, my friend Kaya was helping me edit, but she just started a new job. And so she's taking a step back and she also has her own podcast called Warmly which is really great. If you don't listen to it, you should give it a go. I'm an episode on one of those shows. No, I was an episode on her show is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, so just looking for an editor and a way to grow that way as well. Um, so it's 2021. I took this, I took 2020 off to not date. I talked about it briefly during the season. I am aware we are still in the middle of a pandemic. But um, I think I'm ready to start dating again and really taking this time off to establish who I am as a person, what I want in my life, what I want for in a partner and as a potential partner in raising children. This last year was just a really beautiful trip that I was able to take personally and sort of inwardly of really reestablishing who I am. And I think having that has been so positive for my life and so I think I'm in a place where I'm ready to start dating I don't know what that would look like um but I'm I'm open to it and I'm done kind of running away from love I was really fearful of it um having lost my mom at 15 and my dad and I stopped talking when I was 18 I was working through why I have this inability to trust people to love me long term and so yeah just kind of working through that and hoping that I can figure things out. Also trying to start therapy, looking for a therapist right now. Um, I think everyone should have access to mental health services. I'm in a position now. I just started a new job with Austin Justice Coalition um, here in Austin um, that I can afford to pay for a therapist. And so I'm looking to get back into therapy. Um, for those of you who have kept up, um, last year I kind of started no, I totally started my own business um, called Brianna Jenkins Consulting, where I was helping nonprofits with their consulting, such as where I was helping nonprofits with fundraising and marketing. And I was also on the other side of the company um, doing DEI work, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion work. So doing a lot of virtual panels and discussions. And so I'm no longer doing nonprofit consulting, um, but I'm still doing my DEI consulting because I took this full-time job with Austin Justice Coalition, which is a racial equity um, and justice organization here in Austin. Also, that's an update. I ended up staying in Austin. I know I had mentioned in a couple of episodes, and you're probably hearing on some episodes coming up of me trying to move to Philly and that not happening. Um, I really wanted to move to Philadelphia, being from Connecticut, wanting to move closer 
to family as I start thinking about, you know, getting older, getting married, having children. It is really important for my future hypothetical kids to be raised near my family. And so just moving closer to Connecticut, not in Connecticut. I love it. I loved growing up there, but I don't think I could live there again. Um, but yeah, just being able to be closer to family is really important to me with raising my future hypothetical children. And I want to say that's all the updates I can think of. Um, I was on a couple of boards. I stepped down from them. Um, yeah, just really trying to focus on what 31 is going to look like for me and what the next couple of year, years in Austin's going to look like for me. Um, and I think now I'll move to questions. One of the questions I got was, <laughs> loving your new hair, how do you feel? Um, so I recently, probably in December, um, cut all my hair again or went really short um, and did another big chop. Shout out to Quay the Barber, my friend Ashley. Um, yeah, I just decided to cut my hair again. Really missed having short hair and the power of having short hair. And I cut my hair like every two years anyway. So I think I lasted three years <laughs> this year. Um, but I'm loving it. I, it. I mean, number one, it saves me a lot of time when getting ready in the morning. And also, um, I had straightened my hair a little bit last year over the summer. And my hair just like wasn't curling how I wanted it to curl. So just cut it all down. I'm really excited to still be able to see the gray hair that are coming in. I cannot wait to go all gray. Um, but yeah, loving the hair. What is your top number one goal for this year? I'm trying to be grateful for something every day. Um, my roommate and one of my best friends, Shelby, and I ended up living together. We're renting a house together. Um, and right now on our chalkboard, we every day write a thing that we're grateful for. And yeah, I'm just really big into gratitude right now. I feel like there's a lot of crappy stuff going on in the world. And so for me to find a piece of joy every day has been really important to me. Um, another really big goal of mine is to read one book every month. Um, for a long time, I was trying to read as many books as the year ended. So like in 2020, I was trying to read 20 books, but that's gotten to be unrealistic for me because I am really busy. Um, so I'm trying to read one book a month, at least. Um, the number one book that I always start my year with, and I have for the last five or six years is Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. I read it every single January so much so that I got the audio book last year, um, and it's funny, even after reading it slash just listening to it for the last five years, um, I still, after a year, forget what was in the book or I see something or hear something new that really resonates with me. And so it's just kind of been a book I've really enjoyed. Um, I'll for sure be adding Untamed by Glennon Doyle to that same list and The Rural Diaries by Hilary Burton Morgan to that list. Those were two books I listened to last year that really moved me actually the untamed book there's a chapter about knowing um and knowing why we want something and the chapter really talks about how we as women particularly are always looking for permission to live our lives and the chapter talks about knowing when something is right for you and that was a really pivotal chapter for me so yeah, I just am trying to read more. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of audiobooks, um, and I highly recommend that. Um, 
it's just an easy way to kind of get some information in passively um but also like honestly it's just an easy way for me to in to get books into my body i know that sounds weird but yeah i've been doing audiobooks for about six years like listening to them and i find it really easy and beautiful and something that i really enjoy and is there another question someone asked how was your life different to how you thought it would be when you were 10 years old when I was growing up, I really wanted to be a vet. And then someone told me that vets are responsible for killing animals. And that really broke my heart. Um, but then I also really fell in love with cooking so much so that I had like my sort of like own quote unquote catering business by the time I was 12, which was me just cooking for friends and friends of family and family events. Um, so I really thought I was going to own a restaurant. And then in college, I took accounting and that did not farewell for me um so I just I think when I was younger I thought I'd be living for sure never ever saw myself living outside of Connecticut specifically not in Texas um so it's just been interesting how differently our lives look and how much pressure we put on ourselves when we're younger of like what the perfect life would look like I thought I'd be married and owning a house and, ma and married to a man um which could still happen but I didn't even know about my queerness when I was young and that I'd have children and all these things that I thought would happen by the time I was 30. Um, so much so that I think why, is why when I turned 30, I took the time not to date because there's like this societal pressure to settle down. And I feel like I still have some things I want to do. So, yeah. What is one thing that got you moving to become an advocate for equity rights? Um, I am a queer black person um, who suffers from anxiety and depression. Um, and so my existence is political. And so I feel having been raised by folks who were really into or involved with the civil rights movement. And I started going to marches and being in marches when I was like six or seven years old um, and being told my whole life that my voice, mat my voice mattered. And so for me, it was just like a part of my existence. And then, like I said, I lost my mom when I was 15. And so having people rally around me I feel like I need to rally to rally around others and pay it forward and so I just think my whole existence um, led me to be involved in equity rights um, the other day someone asked me or was having a conversation with someone as to why the tea with brie logo looks the way it does um, number one shout out to Madison Russell one of my really close friends here in Austin who made that logo for me um, and I kind of, her and I were just talking about the logo one day and for some reason, the color purple just kept coming back and back to me. And I realized it was because purple was my mom's favorite color. And I think my mom, I know my mom was the first person I was able to have in-depth, real vulnerable conversation with. And so the purple that you see in the logo is kind of paying homage to her and, the way she taught me to just be authentically myself and to value myself. And she always told me I was worthy of all the things that I wanted. Um, and I think that's kind of the energy I wanted to bring into this show. So yeah, I wanted to just share that with y'all. And I think that's really it. Um, again, thank y'all so much for listening. Please be on the lookout for a lot of exciting episodes we have coming up. I have coming up this season. Um, we, we're talking about 
comic books and um, being an advocate to the deaf and hard of hearing communities. Um, we're talking about open relationships and polyamory, um, what it's like to start your own business and now be in Target, um, Black mental health, being a Black queer person, um, a Black queer woman specifically, and owning that and being a public figure. Um, so there's a lot of exciting things coming up that I cannot wait to have y'all listen to and interact with. Um, in the meantime, please send me any of your favorite episodes, any favorite quotes. I kind of am looking to create sort of graphics and reshares. And it's interesting to think that I have over 60 episodes in just uh, a year's time and so many amazing people I've had the chance to, to talk with. And so um, if you head over to the Tea with Brie Instagram at the Tea with Brie on Instagram and comment or, or send me a message of what your favorite episode or favorite quote has been from an episode. And I really want to be able to share that sort of stuff, tag me and stuff that you love, share the podcast whenever it comes out with folks. If you want to be a guest, visit the tea with slash guest. Anyone is welcome. Guest picks the topic. We chat for about an hour. Um, and yeah, I just really want to keep this space for conversation open. Um, as y'all know, at the end of every episode, I ask my guest, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Or what's a piece of advice you would give yourself? Um, right now, I don't know if I've shared this before, um, but the best advice I've ever been given was today, was the one that today I want to share is from my godmother. Um, I recently was talking to her about dating. And she once said to me not to fall in love with someone's potential. And I think that's been such a really big thing for me to sit with this last year, having not been dating. Um, I used to be such a giver and such a people pleaser and felt like because of the way I looked that I had to make up for things, you know, not being a quote thin girl um, and being black and curvy and being from the Northeast and very loud. Um, I felt like sometimes I had to make up for that by being very giving, um, being very people-pleasy, making myself uncomfortable to make other people uncomfortable. And so sitting with her and that never falling in love with someone's potential, I just feel like I was falling in love with my own potential. I wasn't letting myself be my full self. And now I have allowed myself to do that. And so I kind of want everyone to have that same permission in the safest way you can just, you know, be your most authentic self, let yourself be happy. Don't feel like you have to be this performative version of yourself. You don't always have to be keeping it together or happy or I don't know. I just feel like there's just so many things that we hold in our body because we feel like we have to follow the rules or be this very specific sort of person. And so I say, don't fall in love with your own potential. Be the person that you actually want to be. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or where you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music. And I will talk to y'all later this week. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.